the Church of Jesus Christ, the followers of Jesus provide is an essential service at this time in our world's history. I'm excited this morning to talk to you about a prayer. Help us help others. Father, would you help us this morning help others? I want to pray to ask God to be with all the pastors and churches all around the world. God, would you fill these pastors, fill these churches with your life and with your love? There are many, many pastors around the world who are helping people grieve today. Be with them. There are many churches in uh, the United States, at least, who are for the first time uh, trying to figure out how to go live on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. God, give them the ability and confidence and uh, touch people through this. God, be with us. We sense your presence, and uh, it's very moving to envision people in different places of our community or of our state or of our nation or of our world worshiping you right now or when they watch this fill the place where they are with your presence we ask in the name of jesus and the power of the holy spirit and all god's people wherever you are said amen we are in the 40 days of lent and it's possible that we've watched the news so much that we've forgotten that we're halfway through the 40 days of Lent. Lent is that 40 days between Ash Wednesday and then Good Friday and Holy Saturday and Easter Sunday, where we focus on the cross of Jesus and the life of Jesus. And the news is so much in our face so much in our awareness, so much in our spiritual consciousness that it's almost difficult to kind of capture where we are in time. I want to recap what we talked about last week in about 60 seconds. Last week we realized that the coronavirus crisis tells us two things. It tells us, number one, we're in trouble. It tells us, number two, our future seems uncertain. If you remember, if you were with us last week, we showed a chart that uh, showed that there were 128,000 people uh, that had uh, been in, uh, impacted by this virus and 4720 that had died to that virus. That was a week and a half ago. As of a week ago, Saturday night, that number had changed to 156 thousand with the virus, confirmed cases, and uh, 5.8 thousand deaths, which was staggering. This morning, I tell you that after uh, sometime last evening, 300,000 people, double the number from last week, uh, have the virus, and 13,000 people have lost their lives. In our locality in Glendora, a young man went to Disney World and Universal Studios on a business trip to Florida, came back home, started coughing. Within two weeks, he was gone. 
Our heart breaks for one loss. Our heart goes out to that family. We pray, God, that you would comfort them and encourage them. But there's been 13,000 to date. We're working to flatten the curve. If I could show you a picture of what I'm looking at, bless you all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and I don't count. Like, okay. We're flattening the curve, right? Yeah, we're trying to avoid that incredible spike that in the U.S., uh, I believe I've heard that that's coming. We're about six days into the 14, 50-day kind of process that we were told to isolate even more. We're hoping to eliminate uh, that extreme explosion of cases that could tax our health care system, our, our wonderful doctors and nurses that we pray for regularly now, all of us, and flatten that out with these protective measures. We pray for the swift production and distribution of uh, the masks and the N95 respirators. But here we are. We're in trouble. The future seems uncertain, but God tells us on the other hand three things. He tells us we are loved. He tells us we are covered. The Holy Spirit is praying for us. Jesus himself is praying for us. And Romans 8 tells us that God is for us. He's got our back. And we are called I kind of want to expand on that we are called principle for this week to talk about this message, help us, God, help others. Help us, Lord Jesus, help others. Help us, Spirit of God, help others. Three principles from God's word. Number one, God loves us, and so he engages with us. God loves us, and so he engages with us. Very familiar story in Matthew. I'm going to tell kind of two stories uh, from Matthew. Uh, and the first is Matthew 20. We read that as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Well, the crowd rebuked them. You know, God's present. We don't want kind of noise. When I was growing up, people used to say, don't run in God's house. I'll tell you what I, one of the things, many things I miss this morning is the Bethany family, our members and regular attenders. I miss your faces. I miss your smiles. I miss your prayers. I miss your hugs. I hope I have your prayers. I hope I have your smiles where you are. But I miss the little ones. Our little ones at Bethany would like to come, and if you're small enough, little enough, once you get out of the nursery and before you hit about, six or seven, maybe five, they like to come and stand in this pulpit. I don't know why. They like to come and stand, and often they like to lick it. I don't know why. It's just I've got a lot of funny pictures. And I, I miss our kids after the service. Our kids will come up, and we'll have Joseph and Brooklyn Torrey on the drums. We'll have Ezekiel Wilson on the drums. We've got kids running around like chickens with their heads cut off. One of the parents told me that they had been to another church for an event and kind of the kids were shushed in church a lot. You know, we're in God's house. Be quiet. When Jesus is present for these two blind men, the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. Not here, men and women. They shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, 
have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped. He called them. What do you want me to do for you? Would you circle that verse as you're looking? If you're looking at home, our outlines are, I believe, on the Facebook website, maybe on the YouTube website, maybe on the Bethany website. I'm not sure, but if you could, circle that question from Jesus, from our Lord. What do you want me to do for you? And they were honest. Sometimes we don't tell God what we need. And right now we need a lot. There's a lot on our hearts. And they said, Lord, we want our sight. Our path forward is not clear. Our future is uncertain. We're in trouble. We want our sight. I love this next verse, too. You could circle that. My problem, I'm like my dad a little bit. I circled half the stuff so I can barely read it. My dad's Bible is barely readable for all the colors and highlights and underscores. He used to say, mark your Bibles and let your Bibles mark you. Pretty good advice. Verse 34, Jesus, he was asked to have mercy. Jesus had compassion on them. And he touched their eyes and immediately they received their sight because when we talk to Jesus, something always happens. And they followed him. What do we learn from this? Uh, six things. Letter A, we learn that Jesus is aware of our concerns. You notice that they're crying out. The crowd is telling them to be quiet. They're rebuking them. They shouted all the louder. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped. Don't you love that? Jesus stopped. He heard their cries for help. Nobody else was listening to them. Jesus was listening. In the beginning of Exodus, God appears to Moses in a burning bush. And we read in the scripture that the reason he showed up was because in heaven God had heard the people of God crying out. He'd heard their cries for help. He had seen the horrific situation that they found themselves under. And his heart was moved with compassion. God sees what you're going through. He's aware of it. Let her be. Jesus is interested in what we want. Jesus is interested in what we want. I heard uh, a wonderful uh, teacher named Leanne Payne once in a conference say a depressed person finds it difficult to desire deeply before the Lord, in the Lord's presence. A depressed person has a difficulty desiring deeply in God's presence. I remember it because I was depressed at that moment and realized it's hard for me to 
want. I feel kind of numb, and I ask God to kind of start helping me be able to want, to be able to desire, and to be able to communicate that to him. It's important to me to understand Jesus is interested in what we want. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Men and women, there's nothing complicated about prayer. Prayer is talking to God. I know watching at home, there's probably some little ones who are usually in our children's ministry, sometimes our, our student ministry at this time, uh, sometimes in the baby nursery. Some of you are watching. Welcome to Bethany. We love you. We miss you. Prayer is just talking to God, telling God what you want, what you need, and believing that he is able to listen and respond. Let her see Jesus is touched by our struggles. They said, Lord, we want our sight. We read that Jesus had compassion on them. It's a funny word used for compassion in Greek. I don't talk a lot about Greek because I'm not that great of a Greek scholar. Most people don't know Greek, but the word is splankna. Splanknizomai is the verb form of it, and it refers to our guts. It refers to what happens when, man, I heard that news, and it was like a somebody slugged me in the stomach, like I was punched in the gut. I heard that news, and my heart just fell. My heart broke. It turned my stomach. I've had a hard time preparing for uh, this message this morning because I'm worried that my emotions are going to spill over because there's just so much to feel deeply about today. And I just so want, I don't want this to be about my emotions. I want it to be about the God who is touched by our struggles, who, when we go through, 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 through something that takes our breath away, it takes his breath away too. He had compassion on them. His heart was moved with compassion. Letter D, we believe that Jesus can touch our deepest needs. He had compassion on them, and he touched their eyes. Jesus can touch our deepest needs. Jesus has touched my compassion. Excuse me, Jesus has touched my depression that I described from 20 years back. My depression isn't gone, but it's different. My depression isn't uh, in isolation anymore. I'm in community with people. And I have a, a relationship with Jesus. And he touches me on a regular basis. He did during worship this morning. God is touched by our trouble. He, and he can touch our deepest needs. That's letter D. Jesus can touch our deepest needs. I believe that everywhere that people are this morning, he can touch your deepest need. Letter E. We believe also that Jesus can heal our, de our greatest wounds. Letter E, Jesus can heal our greatest wounds. Had compassion on them. He touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray that people would desire deeply before the Lord right now, right where you are, right in the privacy of your home or car or wherever you are on the internet, on your iPhone, on your cell phone. I, I pray you would desire deeply before the Lord as I know he sees, I know he cares, I know he can touch it, I know he wants to do something in your situation. Lord Jesus, heal the deep wounds that people carry. And letter F, after this whole story, three little words. They followed him. This tells us uh, that Jesus, letter F, Jesus invites us, you, me, all of us, on a life-changing journey. Do all struggles go away when Jesus joins us on our journey or when we join Jesus on his grand redemptive mission in our world? Does all of our pain go away? No. Do all of our wounds go away? No. Is Jesus a cosmic genie? Gives us three wishes and is he Santa who... You know, is just prepared to give us what we want. When I was little, we had a version of the internet called the Sears and Robux catalog. I used to mark that thing up heavily at Christmas time. In fact, I would type up my requests using carbon paper. Some of you young people don't know what that is, and distribute it for convenience to my three older sisters, so they would know what to buy me for Christmas. Sound like a very special kid, right? <laughs> well, he's not Santa. He cares what you want. Jesus loves us, so he engages with us. Number two, I want you to know that we have, or we love our church family. And so we engage with them. I've got ten of our church family that's here in this room, and, and dozens, and in fact, hundreds more uh, all over the world. We got people watching, I know already, in Chicago, Illinois. We got some people watching in uh, Nicaragua. Hi, Juan Carlos. Uh, last week we had uh, Gavin traveling to o uh, Oklahoma. He was watching. Uh, so thank you, Lord, for technology. Thank you, Chad Lowry, for getting us up and running, and Billy Vasquez for doing that, and Sergio for our sound, and Emily for so much behind the scenes work. And I couldn't do anything uh, really much of value without my wife, Sherry, uh, doing logistics. and. Pastor Brandon is, is such an incredible team player and partner in ministry. And our whole worship team, I uh, appreciate you guys so much. But we love our whole church family, and so we engage with them. In uh, the third letter of John, he writes, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So I pray for everybody who's watching. Whether you're part of the Bethany family or not, if you're watching, welcome to the Bethany family. You're now part of our family. You're our friend. And I pray these three things. May you enjoy good health. May God protect you. May God keep this catastrophic, catastrophic devastating coronavirus, COVID-19, far from you, far from your house, far from your community, far from your family and friends. May you enjoy good health. Secondly, I pray that all may go well with you. That's pretty broad, right? May God just bless you. May everything go well for you. Physically, 
emotionally, mentally, financially, relationally, spiritually. May all go well with you. And third, may your spirit during this season not be preoccupied and riveted to the TV screen for the latest pronouncement from the president and his advisors, the governor of California and his advisors, the mayor of Los Angeles and his advisors, or anybody else in the media contingent or on talk shows or on the internet. May your soul get along well. God loves you and he is engaging with you. And we want that for all of you. Galatians 6 tells us, dear brothers and sisters, share each other's burdens. How do we do this right now when we're separated through social distancing? Dear brothers and sisters, share each other's burdens. Well, hopefully, many of you are watching in community, maybe with a family member or several, maybe with a friend. Well, one of the important things for you to do uh, at the close of the message, or you could stop right now if you want and just find out what's going on in everybody else's life and see if there's a way you can encourage them, see if there's a way that you could pray for them. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. The law of Christ, people say Christianity is all about rules and regulations. Yeah, here's the law of Christ. Love. Love. Love God. Love people. Now, if you think, and sometimes I do, if you think you're too important to help someone, Paul says you are only fooling yourselves. You are not that important. So, verse 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. That's what's needed at this season of time where we're physically distant. We want to be emotionally and spiritually connected. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. It'll make a difference, and we'll be encouraged, and our spirit will be lifted by the process of caring, reaching out for other people, and building them up. Therefore, verse 10, wherever, whenever we have the opportunity to help, underline this word, anyone, we should do it. It's almost like common sense, so much of what is contained in the Bible. Whenever we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. Part of the Bethany family or not. Member of Bethany or not. Regular tender or not. Stranger. Stranger by intention. Lonely. Addicted. Broken. Discouraged. Despairing. Depressed. Anxious. Worried, fearful. Whenever we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. But, he says, we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. Because they're our, our family. So, at a time like this when we're all socially distancing from each other, letter A, how do we stay connected? How can we stay connected? So, a couple of real practical things I'm going to give you right here. Don't always do this in this way. Certainly don't. We've kind of uh, want you to be aware of and connect with us as we connect with you. And the degree of difficulty is a lot harder today than it was seven days ago, which was a lot harder than a week before that. 
So how will we stay connected? I'm going to give you kind of four ways to do that. And then Pastor Brandon's going to come up and give us three more ways. First way is this. Check our website regularly. Our website regularly. Our website is kind of right there on the screen, hopefully. Uh, www.bethanyonline.net, which if you don't know, you probably aren't watching this and don't need to hear this on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. What do you see when you go to our website? Well, you see a screen that looks uh, something like this. Our logo at the top, and uh, right now we've got uh, eight kind of banners, buttons on there. The first button is this. I'm going to kind of just walk through it. This is March 22nd. That's today, live stream our Sunday service. That's what we're doing right now. That's the link that you get goes through. Everything is kind of our, our website right now is our hub. Many years ago, we got our first uh, website, and we applied for and got the web domain bethanyonline.net. And through the years, a number of times, staff people or other pastors would say, why is it Bethany Online? We should just be Bethany. Obviously, it's online. Today, Bethany Online, that's who we are, right? <laughs> Amen? Yes. Okay. At home, you're saying, yes, Bethany Online, right? Watch our stream service. What's the next tab tell us? It tells us that there is a encouragement for today. It's a short I think it's short. You may not. Let us know. Hope it helps. An encouragement I'm writing every day, a passage from God's word, some thoughts that flow from it, and a prayer for you. I'm trying to update this every day. I've got four days in. I've only got, what would you guess, 24 more days to do it? 44 more days, 60. Uh, pray for me. I'm praying for you, and this, I hope, will encourage you. The third button says three ways to give. I bet you can guess what that is. When you click on it, you go to this next screen, uh, three ways to give, and you can give in person, except you can't anymore. Hopefully it'll happen again. You can give online. You can use your cell phone, right? Get out your wallet. Get out your checkbook. Get out your cash app. Your, uh, you know, uh, go online to our website. And you click on this button, it'll take you to this next screen, which is the, actually where you fill out. You can set up an, a, a, an online account. I think you can do this as a guest, too. But if you set up an online account, you can also do an automated uh, gift. So you're consistently supporting what we're doing. If you're a member or a regular attender of Bethany, I'm praying that you will do this to help keep everything going and help us to reach out to uh, our community and to our world now. Uh, we've got some expenses with this newfangled uh, uh, internet thing. Uh, my daughter and quite a few of you also corrected me last week because one point I said FaceTime Live. Well, there's an easy explanation. It's because I'm on FaceTime probably a thousand times more often than I'm on Facebook. So give. Take a moment right now and give. Then the next kind of a banner on that page is our food response ministry. If you need food, if you're out of toilet paper, this is part of the community is starting to work. Uh, yesterday somebody told us about a dairy in town where you could get some eggs, you can get some milk. It's a wonderful gift. Uh, our son went shopping, and uh, since our daughter Stephanie is encouraging Stephanie and I, to, uh, Sherry and I not 
to leave the house, if at all. Uh, he brought us over some fresh vegetables from his shopping. It was a, such a great blessing. I, uh, my grill ran out of propane. I have two tanks, so I don't run out. Obviously, I ran out of the other one quite a while ago, and this one ran out on Thursday when I was cooking. My son came over and switched us from propane tanks to natural gas. Thank you, Stephen, for encouraging us that way. But if you want to help somebody in a practical way, you can go to that website and or connect us uh, on uh, our email and uh, be part of our food response ministry to get food to people who are without it. For those uh, 60 and above, our most vulnerable population, uh, and um, other supplies, if we're able to do that, certainly we want to hear what's going on in your lives, and we want to pray for you as well. The fifth is this. The fifth button is very simply this. It's a, a letter that I sent out this week. It's kind of a, a place that we can kind of keep you updated. If you're part of the church family, you'll be bored if you're not, but it's there for our church family. The next uh, button that you can click on is uh, our wonderful Bethany Wonder Woman, Emily Rios, has put on in audio format all of the messages that uh, either Pastor Brandon or I have given from, I think, January 1 till today. That just happened this week. Next button is how to automate what's important, which is a very simple thing to do. And the final one is uh, Glow Kids. It's our way of our children's ministry reaching out to uh, our kids and keeping them kind of connected and plugged in. I know that our student ministry, our junior high, and our high school directors of ministry are reaching out to kids. I saw a video you guys did inviting Pastor Brandon to uh, provide a, a lovely response to a, a TikTok dance that he's going to be performing, and I'm sure he's doing that this week. And I was just grateful that my phone didn't ring because you would have been so disappointed. But they're reaching out to our students. I think Bruce Peterson uh, and Chris are trying to do a video, maybe out there, maybe may not, I don't know, but they, they want to because they want to regularly connect with our family focus team. And now Brandon's going to come up and give us real quickly three more possibilities for us to stay connected. Great ways to stay connected, Bethany family. Way we want to engage each other. Again, if this is your first time joining us, a way to become engaged. We want to, though, make sure you're receiving our emails that go out with important updates about ministry efforts and also about how Bethany Church can support you and your family and neighbors and community. So if you did not receive an email this week from Pastor Doug, you know, um, we want to make sure that gets to you. So email us at our email address, info at bethanyonline.net, and we want to make sure we have your correct information so you receive those occasional letters. That's number one. Number two, uh, just this week, we are now, wanna, we want to encourage you to uh, become a part of our texting service. Okay, so go ahead and you can pull your phone out, and this is a way we want to, again, stay connected with you um, and let you know about things that are coming up and ways you can stay connected. Again, this is a time where we have to lean into how we become and can be connected with our neighbors. So, and we want to just send out some helpful things for you. So, in your phone, if, as you pull it out, you please text Bethany, the number 626-469-7505, and you will be sent a text message with a link where you can sign up and become a part of 
our texting service. Again, we want to utilize that as another means of communicating with you and also for you to be able to communicate with us should something urgent occur in your family or in your home. We want to know so we can do what we can to help respond pastorally to those needs. And then lastly, please let us know how you're doing. Hey, I mean, are, have you not been feeling well? Are you ill? We want to know how you're doing. Is someone in your family ill? Has something been going on? Has something been going on in your industry on your with your job? We want to know how you're doing. So again, you can email us. Uh, you can text us and email us. We want your contact information. If we do not have that already, your email and your cell number. You know, that's something that we can utilize to reach out to you um, so that we can connect with you in a meaningful and purposeful way as we are continuing to go through these days ahead. So those are just some ways that we want to help us be connected and again growing because again, we're not pressing pause here at Bethany, but we're pressing play as a church and continuing to move forward and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Pastor Doug is gonna come up and continuing our time of encouragement, help us connect as we wanna pray for everyone and be and help everyone. Sorry, that was like four and a half oh, feet, I apologize. Thank you, Pastor Brandon. How will we stay connected? Website, make sure you're on our email list. Get connected with us on the text service and please let us know how you're doing. We want to know, I think it's in real tiny print in your notes, how are you doing? We want to know. Not the Joey, how you doing, but how are you doing right now? Spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially, let us know. Number two, how can we pray for you? We want to pray for you even though we're physically distant. Number three, what right now are you thanking God for? In the middle of this mess, there is majesty. What are you thanking God for right now? And then letter B, we want to stay connected. And how will we express our love and concern? Uh, very simply, we want to ask you to help us connect with or pray for every person in our church. It was uh, very moving to look at the Facebook comments last week, and I hope you can comment this week on Facebook or on YouTube uh, if you're able to do that. Just say, you know, present and accounted for. Just uh, share your name. We're glad that you're there. We want to know how you're doing, and we want to make sure that every member of our, of our church family and our regular attenders are connected with uh, and prayed for on a regular basis. I will not be doing that because it's probably logistically, logistically impossible, especially with the kind of fresh numbers we've seen uh, with the online uh, church family. Uh, but we want to invite you into that process. So again, email us at info at Bethany Online, and we're going to set up a, a Bethany Connects team. Uh, Pastor Brandon found out about this this morning, that I had set up a new ministry. And Pastor Brandon and Sherry and Emily are going to be kind of helping us with that process. We know that God loves us, so he engages with us. We love our church family, and we engage with them. We want to engage with you. And number three, do we love our neighbors? Here's a question. Do we love our neighbors, our community, our world? Do we love them, and will we engage with them? Will we engage with them? It's what God does for us. It's what we do for each other. We're called now to be the church for the benefit of people who don't attend, for the benefit of people around us. 
and I want to read a passage of Scripture. I'm just going to read it through. I'm going to draw four conclusions, how we can reach our neighbors or reach out to our neighbors. Uh, Matthew 25, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. Jesus came. Jesus is returning. He's going to sit on his throne and rule and reign, and he's going to ask us what we've done with our lives. All the nations, ta, ethne, the, all the ethnicities, everybody in the world, in the world will be gathered before him. This is who we're talking about. How do we impact all those people? And we can do that in a variety of different ways, whether it's community, uh, neighbors, world. He will separate the people one for another as a shepherd. This is our God who is a loving shepherd. Shepher separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, come. Our God is always inviting us into relationship. Come, you are who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer in verse 37. Um, uh, 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 Lord, exactly when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick, Lord, or, or in prison? And go to visit you, and the king will reply. Truly, I tell you, that whatever you did for one, one, one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, every individual, past or present or future, on this planet, every individual matters to God. But we often look at people and view them as being insignificant, unimportant. We marginalize people. But what we do for one person, Jesus says, you did for me. And in case we didn't get the repetition, he said it once and then the people respond. Right now he's going to say it again and the people are going to respond again. Four times he's repeating essentially the same litany of very, very practical ways. Not brain surgery. You don't need a theological education. You don't need to have read Aristotle or Wittgenstein or the New York Times to understand this. We can all do this. Verse 41, he'll say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed. All of these people are in the presence of the king. Depart from me. You're not going to enjoy a relationship with me because you apparently don't want a relationship with me because you're not doing what I asked. Depart from me. You don't want a relationship anyway. You who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. This is what matters to God. This is what matters to Jesus. It matters to the Spirit of God. I was hungry. You gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you did not look after me. And, and this group will also answer. They think they're part of 
the God's world and God's people too. And they say, Lord, how can you say we didn't do it? When did we see you hungry? Ever seen Jesus hungry? Ever seen Jesus thirsty? Or ever seen Jesus as a stranger needing to be welcomed? Ever see Jesus without clothing? Ever see Jesus sick? Ever see Jesus in prison? He said, but when did, we, when did that happen and we didn't help you? And he will reply, verse 45, Truly I tell you that whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they'll go away to eternal punishment, the righteous to eternal life. God wants you and I, his children, filled with life that never ends. And so he asks us to look around us, to look for people that maybe other people have overlooked or pushed aside or ignored. In our cul-de-sac where we live, we have eight homes. Four of those homes have new residents within the last six to 12 months and even within about a month or so. Here's what we want to do. Four things. Letter A, and I want you to do this. I'll meet them, number one. Letter A, meet them. Find out the names. Find out the contact info, their email and cell. A couple About a week ago before the social distancing was in effect, we took a bag of, we got a wonderful lemon tree. We took a bag of lemons with a note around to everybody on our cul-de-sac and just kind of reached out and said, hey, uh, just glad you're our neighbors. Uh, welcome to the neighborhood if you're one of the four that were new. And uh, met one of our neighbors that we had, we'd waved across the street a little bit, chatted a little bit, but hadn't got names, got the names, glad for that. Met several other neighbors, neighbors at the end who moved into our friend Kim and uh, Howard Ham's uh, house before they moved to Texas. Now, a new couple moving in there. I waved to them driving by, but I don't see them a lot. I was taking out the trash yesterday. And I saw their car door was open there at the end of our uh, block. And so I kind of dawdled there for a few minutes, thinking the car door is open, somebody's going to show up. And uh, the husband uh, came around the corner. I said, hey, how are you doing? Welcome to the neighborhood. He said, thank you. I said, hey, we dropped off some lemons last week, and you guys weren't home, so we just left. They said, that was you. Thank you so much. I said, hey, I, I, I'd love to get your, your guys. And his wife came out. She waved warmly and, and said, I'd love to get your name uh, and your cell phone or email contact information just so we can kind of keep tabs on each other and take care of each other in the neighborhood. And uh, they like looked around and said they grabbed a piece of paper and a pen and I was like, okay, now I'm in trouble because I don't know how to get this paper without social distancing and six feet in effect. And so they came kind of running across the neighbor's lawn and I thought, what do I do? Do I say drop it right there? It seems like very warm. So they came right over, handed me the paper, asked for my name, cell phone, and number. My daughter Stephanie came out. Uh, uh, Sherry was inside, so I wasn't able to get her uh, to get out there. But um, I met my neighbors. Do you know all your neighbors? I'm not telling you this because you're bad at this. I'm telling you this because I'm bad at this. But I want to love my neighbors, and I want to engage with them. And it could be that in the days ahead, some of them are going to contract the virus. It could be in the days ahead, some of them are going to have their hours cut or they're going to lose their jobs. It could be in the days ahead, they'll be a little low on food or toilet paper or other necessities. It could be in the days ahead that they might get sick. It could be in the days ahead that there'll be a loss of someone that 
they deeply love and they'll be grieving. We want to meet them. Letter B, we want to love them. To meet them, we want to find out their name. To love them, we want to find out their narrative or their story. When they walked over, I said, so where did, they, where did you move here from? Well, we lived in El Monte. Now we're here. That's part of their story. If I'd had time and a way to connect without being physically in, in their presence and making people nervous, you know, uh, find out what, what's your job, uh, what things are you interested in. You, you know, just we love them. We've got to find out who they are, right? Let her see. We pray for them. I said, you know, uh, uh, we believe in God. We believe in prayer. If there's ever anything we can pray for, uh, please just let us know. We'd love to pray for you. That's finding out their news, what's going on in their life, so we can pray for them. And then letter D, we want to serve them. We want to serve them. How? I don't know. We need to find out their needs, don't we? Do they need food? Do they need toilet paper? What do they need? Do they need uh, a warm welcome across the street or uh, uh, six feet away? A smile was dry by a wave? I was driving to church today. There's more people out walking than typical on Sunday. Hardly anybody driving, but a lot of people out walking. I felt like I was from the Midwest. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I don't normally do that, you know, but now it's appropriate to do that. We want to serve people. Meet them, find out their name. Love them, find out their narrative. Pray for them, find out their news. And pray for them and serve them, find out their needs. Well, worship team, can you come back up and can you... Lift the roof, and can you at home join us to worship? Help us, God, help others. We may need to be more physically isolated than normal, and we are, but we're going to find ways. Check our website as the hub for that. Follow up on some of these, uh, take some of these actions that we've encouraged you to in the congregational letter. If you got an email of that or got that by snail mail and uh, in the notes, we've got ways for you to connect because we want to be connected with you. We need you. You are indispensable to the Bethany family. You, you maybe say, uh, we've never met. I just tuned in. Our, our neighbors came uh, to our door last Sunday to help with something. They saw us struggling with the moving a couch. And as he was walking away, he said, oh, by the way, I saw your, we, saw, we all saw your service. I was like, how did you see our service? We just kind of thought this up a couple days ago. They said, oh, Shelby and Ryan in Okinawa posted it on Facebook, and we saw and we watched. Welcome to the Bethany family. Whoever you are, you are now part of our family. And we want to be connected with you, and we want you to be connected with us. Hey, if you don't know this Jesus that gives sight to the blind and you want to know more about him, Email us, text us. We'd love to connect with you about that. Thank you for joining us this week. We look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. And may the God now of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, say with me, amen. God bless you.